This is Lane Pod, a 10 to 15 minute weekly show about MBA admissions and experiences for motivated Africans who often cannot afford to self-fund their MBA dreams. On it, you will hear all about MBA admissions, funding options, and current African students and alumni experience. You should listen if you are a highly motivated, low-income African youth interested in leveraging a top MBA program experience to play a role in creating a politically and economically inclusive Africa. Hosting this podcast is Samuel Adioye, founding partner at Lane, a growing community of MBA alumni, students and applicants looking to leverage their MBA experience for an economically and politically inclusive Africa. It's quite amazing that I did not talk about, I did not think about talking about this topic until Miriam al Hassan in the community decided to raise it up. In the coming weeks, I will be sharing a few of my point of view, my opinion based on my experience and the collective experience of the people that I've worked with into getting various, getting into various MBA programs. And through my experience leading Lane, the city of Lane, the community that you know, uh, in the coming weeks, I will talk more about a couple of topics that are raised by community members. Well, let's kickstart this off with one from Miriam. Uh, Miriam's question is, how do you select a recommender? Hmm. I, I would think that that's an easy one, but I can see how a lot of people may not have that experience. To, to, to answer that question, right, to select a recommender, so I'll, I would answer that question as direct as much as I can, and then I'll go into more details. The best way to identify a recommender is to ask two questions. One, who do I have a great working relationship with? Two, who is most vested in my success? When you can have an overlap between the responses you get to those two questions, that is who your recommender is at the high level, all things being equal. That is who your recommender is. Now, what do we mean by great working relationship? Now, a great working relationship is what it is. It is, do you enjoy working with this person and does this person enjoy working with you? Work could be in a professional setting, it could be in an academic setting, or it could be in a non-professional setting. And by non-professional setting, I'm referring to volunteering experience. You work with an NGO, your work, uh, your OBE is someone who's training you on how to play tennis, a sporting activity, or some commitment that requires you to carry out a task assigned to you. That is work experience. It doesn't have to be your day job. It doesn't have to be your school. It just has to be something, some activity, some work that you do because it's been assigned to you to do it. Other times, it could be some work that other people can observe you to observe you doing. For instance, a supplier in your company is equally a partner of your business, is equally... Uh, recommended. That's someone you have a working relationship with. 
but that's not all. Whoever it is that you're working with must have your best interest at heart. These are people who must be very much vested in your success. So what do we mean by vested in your success? I would think that that is glaring, but sometimes it may not be as glaring as you would expect it to be. So, so you you want to ask a question of who is interest? Who asks me questions about my plans? Who, who those who ask us questions about my plans? Who, the, 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 your your sponsors, wherever it is that you are, usually vested in your success. People who share feedback constantly and are able to draw your attention to areas for improvement are vested in your success. Uh, these are people who will shield you from office politics or will uh, will enlighten and educate you on the landscape of the office politics going on. These are people vested in your success. They will praise you and they will have no they will have no problem attributing the success or recognizing your great performance when you do it. They would have no problem acknowledging your impact on a team and will not shy away from writing a quick email celebrating your quick wins and your small wins. They will create time for you. They would speak to you. They will drop by your desk and ask specific questions about what you have to do for the week. They will call you up and ask specific questions about your commitment. They will remind you about your plans. These are people vested in your success and are often the best people. Now, when you have an overlap between those vested in your success, with those who you have a working relationship with, it is the perfect recipe for a great recommender. Now, when you have all of all this and you're still, you know, you still have a lot of people, maybe you've answered that question and you can still come down to, well, in the rare case, you can still come down to seven people who could possibly write a letter of recommendation for you. That's quite rare, but let's assume you can. You can then begin to ask specific questions. Now, these questions are quite important, but they're not as important as the first two. I say they're not as important as the first two because you can always work around it. But those first two, you cannot work around it. It will come back to haunt you in ways that you can imagine. One, so let's, let's move on to the five specific questions. One, can, can this person be honest with you? And can you be honest with them? Can you tell them the schools you're applying to? Can you tell them what story you want? Can you be completely honest with them about your strategy? Or do you have to hide some things from them? Two, do you trust the assessment? We, we talked about in the, maybe not in the previous episode, but in one of the webinars, how it's important that you waive your right to view what your recommender has written for you. That has to be waived. It's no-brainer. Because you know what? The message you're passing across to school is to tell them that you do not trust who your recommender is. And the message you're passing to your recommender is, whoa, I have to trust you. Yeah, just book your But It's literally saying, whoa, you trust it. The direct translation is, I have to watch you. I don't trust what you do. I have to make sure that I'm monitoring your work and that's never good for anyone involved. The third question you have to ask is, can they provide specific examples to highlight the attributes that I want the admission officers to get? Can they provide instances? Will, will, all they say is you come to work early and that's all. 
Can they say you're ad working and still provide very specific examples and projects and instances where you showed traits of being persistent, you know, being creative, being innovative at the work you do, being able to undergo rigor and not bend or, you know, or, or cringe under under pressure. Well, they need to be able to provide specific examples. The fourth one is, do they rate you highly? You know, do they rate you highly compared to your peers? Do, do they do they do, do they show traits of favoritism when it comes to you? If they don't, well, like I said, these five questions that can be workarounds, but it's also important to ask these questions as well. And the last one, can they write? Oh my goodness, it goes without saying, but can they write? Can they pen down a few words together? If you come from a technical background industry that really, you know, we write in numbers, we write in formulas, we write in, in charts and in diagrams and sketches, that might be odd. What you might need to do is to make sure that there's a proofreader somewhere helping them along the way. You need to make provisions for all of all that. And that's why I said these five questions, although they're important, they'll walk around around it. Oh. Do you want me to talk about what those workarounds are? Um, you know what? I'll talk about it in another episode. Yeah, yeah I, I will discuss it in another episode. But as I round up this episode, my last note to you is to be very, very proactive when it comes to selecting recommenders. Do not, do not wait for when you need recommenders to start thinking about who will recommend you. You have to be very proactive and strategic about it. Before I got into the company I worked for, before applying to business school, I was I knew that I needed recommenders. So I shaped relationships around it. I dedicated time and effort to building the right, relationship, right kind of relationship I needed with my immediate supervisors, with my with my sponsors within the organization, with the people I work in extracurricular activities. I made deliberate effort to be visible. I made deliberate effort to be a valuable help to them. So you cannot sit on whatever biological tool that you have right now and think that people will fall or bend backwards to recommend you. You need to put in the work and it's not easy work, but it is doable. So as you think about all the questions I've actually to asked today, ask yourself, how much effort are you putting into this relationship to make it work? Are you doing enough work for people to be vested in your success? Are you self-aware to be willing to ask for feedback and be willing to take that in? Ask yourself if you could recommend yourself. If you came to yourself and asked for a letter of recommendation, would you provide it? Thank you for listening to today's show. Sound credit goes to bensound.com. Visit for your royalty-free sounds. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast anywhere you get your podcasts from or visit www.cityoflane.com. We understand that there is a chance you would like to connect with us. On LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube, we are City of Lane. That is City Space of Space lane 
While on Twitter and Instagram, you can connect with us at City of Lane, all words together without space. Please support us by leaving a review on our podcast anywhere you listen to it. This will allow more people like you to find us. Thank you and have a wonderful time.